Welcome to our Jackson home. I'm Kevin Adelsberger, and we're sitting here at the Co. And I have a special guest today. Last time on the podcast, if you recall, I uh, mentioned that we would love to have uh, Lisa Peebles on if she was listening. And a couple days later, I got an email from Lisa Peebles. And guess who's in studio with me today? Lisa Peebles, thank you for joining us on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, and thanks for having me. It's it's our pleasure. Well, um, we've had a few interactions, but I don't really know you. Um, so, who is Lisa Peebles? Well, I'm originally from Jackson, born and raised, graduate of Northside High School, go Indians. Um, went to school in Memphis and stayed in Memphis for years. And then came back to Jackson in 2006 to take the position of executive director at ARM. Gotcha. So you came back as What did you do in Memphis that helped you get ready for that position? I worked at a nonprofit called Mid-South Transplant Foundation. So I worked in um, public relations, um, community education, and grant writing in that department. Kind of a marketing position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was VP over the department that did all of that at Mid-South Transplant Foundation. Gotcha. And I'm assuming that was transplants having to do with organs? Yes, organ transplants. But it was, um, it's a nonprofit kind of in the way the hospital's a nonprofit. Okay. Um, so there's some of the same uh, things fit kind of with ARM in the whole nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my first time working in a nonprofit. I worked there for 10 years and I learned so much from my executive director who was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I always say that um, she was kind of my mentor and I learned a, a lot of things from her. Uh, things that I really wanted to do and things that I did not want to do um, <laughs> as being a part of a nonprofit. So it kind of set the stage for me. Absolutely. Um, and you went to school in Memphis? I went to University of Memphis, yes. Okay, go Tigers. They're having a pretty good season. Yes, they are. I mean, they're having a wonderful season, comparatively yeah. speaking. To normal. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, so that's great. But uh, so you came, you, you're from Jackson, you came back to Jackson. Yes. Uh, what about your, do you have family? My entire family is here. Uh, for the most part, I have uh, lots of cousins. Okay. Uh, we grew up as brothers and sisters, so mm-hmm. we're all very close. Uh, I live probably less than a mile from one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two siblings here and nieces and nephews. Okay. So uh, we're together all the time. We celebrate everything in my family. So lots of birthdays and, oh, it's a basketball game on, let's have a party, or it's a football game on. So let's get together and watch it. That's, that's awesome. And so. I assume you'll be cheering on Northside as they go through the playoffs. Oh, definitely. Um, but my children go to Liberty, so. Okay. But I'm cheering, I'm cheering for both of them. Oh, okay. Uh, and you, so you have how many children? So it's my niece and nephew. Okay. Um, there's, they're in the ninth grade and 10th grade at Liberty. Gotcha. They have a little sister who's in the second grade at Nova. Okay. Well, Liberty looks like they have a good shot yes, to they, win it all this year. They play um, big. And possibly beat some of the smaller college teams in the state. But <laughs> um, from what I've heard, uh, so, so. Obviously, family is going to be a big role in this next question, but why why did you come back to Jackson? So I did want to be um, with my family. Uh, when I was working at Mid-South Transplant, it was a wonderful job, and I found myself thinking that I wanted to be back at home, but I was thinking, well, when I left Jackson, it really wasn't where I thought I wanted to be mm-hmm. professionally. Um, there's not going to be a job that really satisfies me the way this job has satisfied me now in Memphis. It was a great job. Um, but I was, and I had a friend to tell me that I was, um, limiting God and what he could do. Um, so I just kind of put it out there as a prayer request and God opened the door. 
And so how long have you been at ARM now? I've been there for seven years. Awesome. That's that's really great. And I, um, So you've come back for family and you found a position that fulfilled what you were looking for. Yes. What, Above um, and beyond. That's, <laughs> that's always a blessing yes. to find. I was talking with someone this week about, uh, you know, I, I believe people are designed to do certain things. And someone who I feel like, and I don't think he's, a, I don't know if he's a believer or not, but Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. has, you know, he used to break up in skits and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's cool, dude. And now he's kind of coming to his own on The Tonight Show. And it's just one of those things that's like an example of when people find what they're designed to do, yes. they can... They can just go do it. It's so great. Shine at it. Uh, that's a blessing that I don't think very many people get to enjoy. Yes. But, uh, what other ways are you involved in the community? It's kind of hard as a as a nonprofit. I used to work <laughs> in nonprofits, and yes. so it's kind of hard to be super involved with other people's right. nonprofits when you've got your own to worry about. But uh, knowing what I know about you, I'm sure you are involved in the community. So. How, how else are you involved in the community? Well, I'm very active in my church, mm-hmm. Walnut Grove Baptist Church. I actually teach Sunday school. I teach women in Sunday school, and I teach middle school children in Bible study. Okay. So it's from one end of the spectrum to the other. Absolutely. Um, and also, I'm a member of the board of directors of the chamber okay. here in yeah. Jackson. Uh, and I'm on lots of different committees and task teams okay. throughout the city for lots of different things. That's awesome. I, uh, I'm on Leadership Jackson right now, so I'm spending a lot of time with the chamber. I did Leadership Jackson. Yeah. It's a my lot first of year here. So I started ARM in July and Leadership Jackson started in September and yeah. I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> but if the board but wants me to miss a so day so much before, worth it. It's yeah. so worth it. It's a, it's a great it's opportunity. It's an awesome program. Um, what are uh, some of your favorite things to do here in Jackson, other than go to you know high school sports with your family? <laughs> uh, well, I like um, just sports in general. So mm-hmm. of course, high school, um, the generals games. Yeah. We go to some of those. Uh, we love the movies. We're a movie family. Okay. Um, so we think we can call all the Oscars and do all of that. Uh, okay. Um, then my kids are involved in soccer and mm-hmm. uh, cheer and things like that. So we do lots of family-oriented things. Sounds like it makes it for a busy schedule. Yes. Um, are you a Star Wars fan then? Not especially, okay. but my 15-year-old is. Gotcha. So you'll be going to see that when yes. I come. So, um, which I'm pretty excited about personally. <laughs> but, um, well, that's a quick... A little bit about Lisa. We're going to head into our first break, so stay with us. And on the other side, we're going to talk about Area Relief Ministries and its work in the community. And this is our Jackson home. Jackson home. I'm here with Lisa Peebles, uh, Executive Director of Air Relief Ministries. And uh, the first thing that we talked about who she is to kind of help you get a better idea of, of who she is. But now let's talk about what she does every day and what helped bring her back to Jackson to join our community again, Air Relief Ministries. Lisa, what? there's a lot of nonprofits in Jackson. Yes. And, 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 I would say almost all of them have a really good purpose and yes. mission. Um, what makes ARM different than all those other ministries? 
Well, there are lots of good nonprofits in our city doing lots of great work. Uh, at Arm, we like to say that we have some distinctives that we go by and try to live by. We don't do them all perfectly, but we uh, tend to try to do them. And one of them is treating everyone with dignity and respect. Um, we believe that just because we may be on this side of the desk, uh, we are as one with those we serve. And so everyone is treated with dignity and respect when they come in our doors. We want them to leave feeling better uh, than they came in, whether we can assist them or not. Um, also that we're a collaborative partner, uh, which means there's nothing that we do at ARM that we do it in and of ourselves. We partner with other uh, nonprofits in our city, our um, city and county government, of course, lots of churches, um, and being that we're a faith-based agency. And also, we're a collaborative partner with our clients, with those that we serve. And so we try to work with them instead of working for them um, as far as relieving, uh, alleviating suffering, promoting dignity, and respect. Okay, so those are a lot of really good, great values. How does that play out in what you do? What kind of services does ARM provide? Well, we have about three umbrellas of services. Our one is emergency assistance, which is really kind of the grandfather program of ARM. For years, ARM has been known for utility assistance, and we partner with Jackson Energy Authority with the Roundup program. And so it's a program where your bill is rounding up to the nearest dollar, mm -hmm. and that change is put into a pot that comes to ARM in order to assist those who may need some assistance with a recently passed due utility bill. Um, so someone would come in to apply for assistance if they're past due and they meet uh, certain qualifications that they had an emergency, they're able to pay their bill the next month, um, and they would meet with a case manager. Um, out of that, they are referred to other agencies or um, we may be able to assist them right then and there. They may they get a job listing and also there's a um, emergency assistance awareness program that goes with that. They attend a class on Fridays that helps people read their utility bill, where to set your thermostat, how to budget, how to talk to your landlord um, if you're a tenant. Um, so that's one umbrella, emergency assistance. Under that, we also do uh, some holiday things that are coming up. Yeah, um, like? Um, well, we do something at the Hub Club for our um, Hub Club participants mm -hmm. um, during the holidays, and it's kind of a merge between the Hub Club and emergency assistance. And so we do a store, sort of like a toy store, mm -hmm. um, but it's something to read, something to wear, something you need, and something that you want. So there's four rooms that'll be decorated, and we're asking people to donate either money or uniforms, school okay. uniforms for our uh, students at the Hub Club, as well as jackets and winter wear mm -hmm. uh, and books to read for them. Okay. Um, and also our second program is Homes and Housing Services, which is probably the division that we're most known for here in Jackson now. Yes. Uh, Room in the Inn being the grandfather program of that. We started Room in the Inn back in 2007, uh, November 2007, when there was no emergency shelter here in Jackson for men. Mm -hmm. uh, when I moved from Jackson, there was the Crossroads Shelter that I remember. Mm -hmm. um, when I came back and took the position in ARM, there was people sleeping around our building. And I was wondering why people didn't refer them out to Crossroads Shelter. And that's when I learned that it had closed and nothing took its place. Gotcha. Um, so just me personally, I cannot stand to be cold. Uh, uh -huh. I'm usually always cold. And so the thought of other people being cold and being out at night kept me up at night, literally. And so we had lots of meetings with lots of different people. Uh, one of those collaborative partner things where we partnered with people in the city and other nonprofits in our churches and decided that we would try Room in the Inn, which we borrowed from Nashville. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, another one of our distinctives is evidence-based practice in that we go and visit other people that are doing other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. They were already doing something that worked up there. And so they came to visit us. We went to visit them to see how they did it. And um, we kind of fit it to our community here in Jackson. And yeah. so we were told that'll never work in Jackson. Churches yeah. in Jackson will never do that. They don't work together on anything uh, over and over and over again. But we started it with four churches and four homeless men for the very first night, November 1st, 2007. And so here we are, eight years later, getting ready to start our ninth season mm-hmm. with about 45 churches, and we've served um, thousands of homeless guests. Mm-hmm. Um, we have provided thousands of beds, where the churches have thousands of beds, mm-hmm. but out of that, about 25% of the men we served have become housed. So through the case management they receive okay. from Open Arm, which is our next uh, program under uh, Homeless and Housing Services, that's our day center where the case management happens, um, where guys can have lockers, they can do laundry. Um, there's computers up there, but we also have two case managers that work to overcome the barriers that's keeping someone homeless or from being housed. Um, so these kind of build on each other. Yes. Yes. So it's kind of a continuum. Yeah. So room in the inn, without room in the inn being there, it's kind of the first emergency relief part. And mm-hmm. then uh, guys are able to move on over to open arm to receive the case management, be it um, employment opportunities or doctor's appointments or being compliant with medicine, whatever that looks like, our case managers kind of help with that. Um, and then our last, uh, our latest thing in Homeless and Housing Services is Fresh Start. It's our yeah. um, landscaping lawn care services. Um, we started that about three years ago. It's taken off like gangbusters. We actually, it's a transitional work program where the guys are actually employed. They become part-time employees of harm. They're interviewed. They fill out resumes. Mm-hmm. They go out and work. They have contracts. We have about 40 contracts of residential um, yards that they do and also some uh, business contracts. So we contract with a few of the banks here in town for their empty properties. Uh, we have a contract with the city for the Riverside Cemetery. And so we've um, had lots of guys that have worked, and about 75% of them have gone on to get permanent employment in other places. They were able to put down on their resume wow. that they worked for us and yeah. um, put us down as a reference. And so there's those employment gaps in their, um, on their resume was keeping them from being employed. And so it's, they've been able to feel fresh start in as so, a place where they worked. So that, so, you know, even as a college student, graduating everybody's like we want experience we want experience yes and that's at all levels and so that's really neat that open arm i'm sorry uh fresh start you you transition you help someone get safe at night yes and you help them get on their feet with the open arm and then you can take even another group of those and get them work experience yes so they get experience they're able to earn a paycheck pay taxes, but also learn those soft skills that they may be rusty on, have never learned, um, how to show up to work on time, how to uh, deal with your supervisor, how to deal with other customers. And so those soft skills have come in handy. And uh, some of the guys that we've employed in the past that have gone on to other positions are now supervisors in the jobs that they're in now. So we count that as a great success. They're usually our best employees. We hate to lose them, but that's what the program's created for. That's amazing. And soft skills... I've never had a single hard skill in my entire life. <laughs> Soft skills have allowed me to do everything that I've done up to this point. It's and it's amazing uh, what learning those can do. Yes. Uh, and then uh, and then we've got hub club. So we have community development, which the hub club falls up under. Um, and so the hub club is our after school program in Hillcrest Circle. It's a neighborhood in East Jackson. Uh, we were gifted a piece of property uh, back in 2007 from actually from Inglewood Baptist Church. 
they said, we don't care what you do with it, just as long as there's ministry that happens in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we started, uh, we actually asked the community what they would like to see happen, and um, most of them wanted something for children. Uh, so it's kind of a community center. Uh, it's called the Hub Club, and Hub stands for Helping Us Build, uh, Helping Us Build Leaders uh, for the Future. And so that's our goal there. Uh, we have mentoring, tutoring that happens there, and lots of enrichment, um, yeah. things that go on there. And so they have classes for um to try to find the spark in the child. So, for instance, we have some guys that uh, aspire to rapping. Uh, yeah. So we have an employee there. Yeah. Our mutual friend, yes. Michael Hunt. Michael Hunt. Uh, I believe he's been on our podcast yes. before. Yes, so he's there kind of overseeing that, the poetry and the rap. But then we have some uh, photography, mm-hmm. um, some guys that are inter- guys and girls that are interested in that. And then we have some that are interested in drama or uh, art. So we're kind of tapping into the spark for whatever that child needs. That's and awesome. also there's, of course, math and reading is a big thing mm-hmm. um, today. So we, we try to help with that, with their tutoring, with their uh, homework or whatever they have going on in school. Uh, we have a partnership with the schools that they go to. So the elementary, middle, and high school, we have partnerships with those teachers and those counselors and um, also with the families. And so we try to incorporate the entire group that feeds into the child in order to strengthen the child and also to build leaders in the community. And something that people might not know that I learned recently is that you also do uh, gang prevention in the schools? Yes. So we have a program called ARC, which uh, stands for a resilient community. We actually partner with Jackson Police Department with a grant that they wrote, um, but they uh, partner with us to go out into the schools to teach an anti-gang curriculum called the Phoenix Curriculum. It's not just an anti-gang curriculum, but it's like an anti- um, behavioral curriculum. And so it deals with at-risk behavior, whether mm-hmm. it's gangs or drugs or sex or drinking or violence or bullying. Um, so it kind of makes the child aware that this is a dangerous situation and then equips them on how to deal with it. So we partner with um, fifth grade classes and sixth and seventh grade classes in our schools. Let's go out and teach that. It's so much more than um, room in the end. Yes. And, so, that, and, and that's one of those things like most of our community will never see the ARC program. Right. And, and and might never realize that, you know, there's been a decline in gang activity. Right. And some of that has got to be to do with the training that you guys are providing. And so we want to think, we want to believe that it's making a difference. Um, and we're kind of planting a seed and then somebody else may water it mm-hmm. uh, and it grows. And so we are excited that we partner with JPD. We have a wonderful relationship with them, mm-hmm. uh, with... Um, Patrick Willis and Mike Holt, they've been wonderful, uh, and Chief Weiser. And so we're appreciative of that partnership with them. We wanted to just grow more and more uh, just to be a part of our community and however that we can help. Well, that is a lot of things for everybody just to listen to and digest. They might need to go back and play this last <laughs> segment again. Yes, but, play it over and over again. Um, we're going we're gonna to come back in the last section and talk about what's next for ARM and some things of that nature. So uh, bet- sitting between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson home. or ARM for short. Uh, Lisa, how does ARM fit in with Jackson's needs? 
Well, we try to see where there's a gap. We don't want to duplicate services. There's lots of needs in our city, and there's lots of nonprofits doing great things to meet those needs. But we try to see where there's a gap. For instance, Room in the Inn started because there was no emergency shelter for men in our city. Uh, We had two uh, shelters serving women and children, but no one was serving single men in our city. And so that's kind of where Room in the Inn started. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a wonderful board of directors that are all volunteers that – work together and work hard and kind of allow us to, as the staff, and we have a great relationship between staff and board that kind of allows us to present the need. We form task teams around it and try to do the research and see if this fits in ARM's mission, first of all, and is something that we can make a difference in doing. Um, so Room in the End being one of those things. Also, um, our after school program at the Hub Club, the people yeah. in that community asked for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't go in assuming that we knew what they needed. Uh, we let the parents in the community tell us we want a community center for our children. Yeah. And so that's kind of how the Hub Club started. What, uh, what else, what are some other needs that Jackson has that, that you can see that need to be filled? I think a huge need is a family shelter. Here in Jackson, we get a lot of phone calls from uh, families, whether it be single moms with older children mm-hmm. uh, who may not fit into the shelter system that we have here in Jackson. Because our shelter system primarily covers women with small children. Right, children up to a certain age, especially right. if they're male children. Uh, or if there's an entire family, or maybe a family that just, they are um, got behind the rent and they're evicted, right, they are about to be evicted. Or mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a program that can keep them sheltered um, without them even becoming homeless or can house them for a few months until they can get back on their feet. Gotcha. We see that as a huge need. We do some of that with the... Um, to try to pre- prevent eviction through a grant that we have with THDA. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more we do it, the more we see it's a huge need. Uh, we see that uh, standard housing, standard affordable housing in Jackson. There's a lot of low-income housing mm-hmm. around the city, but it's not always standard. So we have someone that may be paying a low amount of rent, but their utilities are astronomical. So help me understand, what do you mean by standard? Um, I just mean it meets the standards where it's um, it can pass an inspection, where um, okay. it's insulated, um, it's safe mm-hmm. um, for children and for families to be there. Uh, it's not just affordable financially. Gotcha. Okay, um, so affordable and safe. Right. Which... Uh, if you drive around, there are some places yes. that don't seem to meet those. Okay, but there are lots of uh, families that live in poverty that live in um, houses or apartment buildings that we would not want our children to be in. Yeah. Um, and so, just to give more opportunity to those families who may need to start over or may have had some credit issues, to be able to find somewhere that's livable for them, that we wouldn't mind our own children living in. Mm -hmm. And so more of that, that's one of the things that ARM is looking at and looking toward. Um, Looking toward a family shelter or a year-long shelter in some kind of way. we would love to have a campus somewhere that houses uh, the day center plus uh, some emergency shelter and some family shelter. Gotcha. That's kind of our vision and our goal for the future that we are looking toward. So you might not be downtown forever? We may not be. Oh, well. If somebody has a bill and they want to give us, call us. All right. <laughs> Podcast listeners, yes. uh, all 30 of you. Okay, I don't know. 30,000. Yeah, 30,000 of say. you. <laughs> Arm is looking for a campus. So if you know of someone who has an abundance of land that they would like to give away for free, yes, call Lisa. Um, so uh, that's probably not a really specific what's next for Arm, but what what is coming up for Arm? What are some 
do you have any things in the works that you can talk about or big events coming up? We do have a couple big events coming up. We have our, we talked about the Hub Club um, Christmas store, sort of, and so we always need volunteers for that and we need goods. Uh, so if people want to donate uniforms for our um, kids at the Hub or jackets or books to read, you can t- contact us uh, at ARM, contact Andrea Hudgens, who's our uh, community development director. Uh, we have great staff in all of our programs that worked hard. They all work all the time. They make me look real good. Yeah. Um, and also coming up is one of our largest fundraisers of the year is our Hub Classic. It's our high school basketball tournament. It'll be our third year doing it. We have uh, 16 teams, boys and girls, from uh, that are local and regional teams that play in a three-day tournament at the Almond Arena. So it's December 28th, 29th, and 30th. So okay. it's after Christmas. Yeah. Uh, the family's in town. You're looking for something to do. Kids are out of school. Uh, we invite you to come out and join us. Um, last year, Northside Boys and Southside Girls won our tournament. Okay. Um, and so this year, Northside will be returning, and we'll have JCM, Trinity, um, Liberty girls will be playing in Crocker County, Chester County. There's a, I don't know all of the 16, but... Um, we need everybody to come out. It's $7 at the door, $7 for the entire day. Mm-hmm. Um, so come out and support that event. And so it's local teams and local students. So it supports the school and it supports area relief ministries. That's awesome. Um, well, we're going to come to the last question that I always close with. But I just have, want to say something that made me really sad now is that we haven't had an opportunity to talk about Donald Jordan at all. <laughs> that um, doesn't make me say it. <laughs> oh, all righty then. I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, Donald's so, wonderful. Donald, if you you're see listening. all the nice graphics at Area Relief Ministries, that's because of Donald. We're thinking about you, Donald. Um, he does other stuff too. <laughs> uh, so, Lisa, as we, as we come to a close, um, what can, can we do as individuals in our community do to support ARM and its work? Um, and feel free to be as specific or, or, or broad as possible as you'd like to. Um, we always ask for your prayers um, in your Sunday school group or your church group um, or your civic group or community group. Uh, always remember arm and prayer, the people that we serve and also our staff mm-hmm. that work hard all the time. Um, room of the Inn always needs more churches. Um, so if you ha- uh, are a member of a church that's not hosting Room in the Inn, give us a call. You don't have to be a large church or a small church or have showers or any of the things that people think. Anybody can host Room in the Inn. What, is that, what does that involve for someone? So that's in- that involves picking up the men from our facility. Um, they go through a check-in process uh, to make sure that they're uh, able to come to your church. Have two men that are able to spend the night with them, provide a meal, and bring them back the next morning. So there, and if you want to shadow another church that's already doing yeah. it, people are doing that. So feel free to do it. Um, My church, First Baptist, is uh, North Highland, has participated on multiple occasions or since for, the beginning for years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm with a group that in the church that participates yeah. annually in February, and it's always uh, a lar- uh, good blessing to yes. be part of And that. so the um, the guests are always blessed, and also the churches and the volunteers have always been blessed from the program. And so we, during the wintertime, we like to have at least two churches on the calendar. We don't want to have to turn anyone away because of mm-hmm. um, not having enough room when it's cold outside. Because when it's cold, it's not only inconvenient, it's dangerous to be out in the cold. Yeah. Uh, some other things other than room in the end? Um, so our... Um, also, always in need for open arm. Um, the guys take showers up there. We always need um, detergent, always need towels, always need um, underwear and socks for the guys that are up there. So you can give Fred McKinney a call if your church or group wants to collect those goods. 
Um, and we always need funds to do what we do. Um, unashamedly, we say yeah. that um, because it takes money to do to do what we do. Um, there's lots of people with lots of needs, and um, but you can always give back through ARM. Uh, you can donate on our website, areareleafministries.org, or you can mail us a check, the P.O. Box 7, or visit our website to see everything that's going on. P.O. Box 7? P.O. Box 7. Wow. How did you get a number so low? Because we're good like that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We had it when I got there. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but I always need uh, people to just kind of um, walk alongside of us to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's times that you can volunteer at the Hub Classic. Um, there's times that uh, you can send us a check. And there's times that you can just pray for us. Absolutely. Well, Jackson, you've heard the request from Lisa. Lisa, thank you so much for making thank time for today to having come and me. with us. I appreciate it. And um, we, uh, we, our Jackson Home supports and loves what you guys do, and we pray that uh, the support will come, that you can continue to do it um, all the more. And that brings us to the end of another Our Jackson Home podcast. Stay tuned for more podcasts coming in the future, and don't forget to go to the website. What was the website again, Lisa? AreaRelieveMinistries.org. And you can donate, find out more. They're also on Facebook and Twitter. And so uh, from our front porch to yours, this is our Jackson Home. Today's episode was produced, recorded, and edited and hosted by me, Kevin Ellsworth, and it was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit attheco.com, and to find out more about our Jackson home, visit rjacksonhome.com. <laughs>